Welcome to the Devil Unfiltered Podcast. We are your hosts, our Mary, Dr. Nafi, and Anna Faye Butner. We are here to engage, educate, and hopefully empower you. Today's episode is going to be about letting go of the things that no longer serve you. Now, this could be letting go of your job, relationships, projects, hobbies, some belief systems that you're holding on to that no longer serve you, behaviors, or even habits. Letting go of something that no longer serves you can be daunting, but the act of doing so frees up space for you to really be able to make new things happen in your life and also create new habits that are going to be more beneficial to you. So in talking about the Senegambian context, that's where we always like to start because that's where uh, uh, most of our experience is. I want to go into letting go of the idea that your child is your legacy. Now, I know this can be quite controversial, but we also need to discuss the fact that your children are simply not your legacy. A child has a life of their own. So a lot of times we grew up where we're told that your children are your legacy. That's not true. Your children may inherit your legacy. They may receive the responsibility of carrying your legacy forward. Mm -hmm. They may not even want to do that. Mm -hmm. Your children may very well be your highest priority, the center of your universe. And most of the time, your reason for being and living. Still, your children are not your legacy. Even if you are a full-time parent or caregiver, you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, you need to understand that your legacy and your life is the choices you make, is what you leave behind, not your children. Oh, Mary, what do you think about this? As a parent, I know a lot of people feel like my child is my legacy, but I would love us to come into 2022 letting go of that attachment to our children because it makes us so possessive and think that it's our job to map out how our children are supposed to live their lives instead of allowing them the space to be who they are. You know, to, uh, actually funny that you bring this up as, mm-hmm. you know, your number one that you, that one thing that you want to let go of or people should let go of because I had the same conversation today, especially like you said, the Senegambian context. Mm-hmm. So during our walk today, we were talking like in groups, like, you know, Hey, and these are older men were like, my parents wanted me to study this. My parent, my father, most of the time mm-hmm. is the father you know, wanted me to be this, you know, or wanted to do that, or they beat you to be this person. Um, And this was today. And then yesterday I had a conversation with another dude that was saying that, you know, I wanted to be this particular person. And my parents were like, I'm not going to support you. So again, it goes back to this legacy, especially into our context where everybody they see, it's either you become this doctor that's going to hold the name and carry the name, right? Or you become this lawyer, whatever, this facade that you have to carry to carry the legacy mm-hmm. of the of, of the family, mm-hmm. you know? And I think there's so much pressure into these kids as soon as you're born, especially male kids. Mm-hmm. As soon as you're born, like you have to carry the family. And I don't mm-hmm. think it's fair. Now, more and more and more from what I can see now in this generation, they're changing that. They're changing the mindset, the mind, the mindset of like, oh no, it has to be this person carrying that. But I think the emotional attachment that carries uh, that goes along comes along with it is 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 really daunting because imagine like at the age of let's say by the age of eight you already know that you have this legacy to carry this you know let's say you know the Cece last name mm-hmm. I have to carry you know the Cece last name or mm-hmm. the low last name yeah. or the mm-hmm. Fai last name all the way through and that mm-hmm. pressure of like I have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I have to do this. I have to do that. Like, you know, maybe you wanted to be a soccer player. You're like, no, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't include, like, that's not even a language it needs to be spoken within, you know, this. So I think, you know, definitely it needs to be, it's something that's old traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, we've, I don't want to say we've enabled, you know, our parents to, you know, we've allowed it, but I think it's time to challenge that. And I've seen my own children challenge that, even though like, like, yeah, you really are good at this. They're like, but I don't want to do that. And so I, I, sometimes I'm trying to push and then mm-hmm. I realize, okay, I need to back off. Like they don't want that. Mm-hmm. Right. 
because I'm just thinking, no, this is really good and this will be good. But you can mm-hmm. you can give advice and then pull out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll I'll drop it to you, Dr. Nafi, just to share a few. Right. I agree with both of you. Actually, what you said makes a lot of sense. There is indeed a lot of pressure um, from, you know, the generation before that you guys need to follow or, you know, continue this, this and this and that, you know, or you need to be this or you need to be that. When you were talking about, um, you know, sometimes your dad might say, oh, you need to do this or you need to study that. Um, It made me think of... um, a cousin of mine who actually wanted to study one thing in school and her dad told her that, no, you need to go study uh, maybe accounting or finance or something. And she did not want to do that. She hated that. But he pretty much gave her an ultimatum and said, if you don't study X, Y, and Z, then I'm not going to pay for your college. So she had to get a degree in whatever. Um, it was that her dad wanted her to be. And I have a really good friend who had the same thing too, where she wanted to go into medicine and her dad wouldn't pay for that. And he wanted to pay for something else in finance or something. And um, so we live for our parents based on what it is, their mindset or their picture is of what who we should be, right? So we live our lives for them. And I, I completely agree 100% that we should get away from doing that because um, then we're not true to ourselves and we're not, it, we're not happy. We're basically trying to fulfill their dreams and we kind of let go mm-hmm. or forego our dreams. And that mm-hmm. also has consequences too. So I, I completely agree with both of you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to end that by just saying to everyone as an individual, as a human, you are your legacy. The life you choose to live mm-hmm. by choice or by yeah. happenstance mm-hmm. is the legacy you will ultimately leave behind. Mm-hmm. Your legacy is you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people also think that they can buy into a legacy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my husband happens to be somebody so therefore because i'm marrying into this family this is my legacy no ma'am you need to create your own legacy speaking legacy is not just about preparing for your death no that's not a legacy plan it's what you leave behind so in planning your life when you create a legacy plan it allows you to be intentional and purposeful mm-hmm. in proactively creating the life you want to live Mm-hmm. That is going to be my legacy. So I just want us as Gambians and, and, and as Africans to stop putting so much pressure on our children, mm-hmm. thinking that we, when we die, they're the ones that are going to carry the torch. No, they're going to live their lives, boo-boo. They're going to be doing the things they want to do. And it, sometimes, most of the time, what happens is when your parents die, that's when you're free because yeah. you mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. I can actually do the things that I want to do. Now yeah. and I can actually say the things that I want to say in earnest, mm-hmm. and honestly, without feeling the pressure of, hey, small Haley, small Paula, small I, it's not going to you know? There. But oh, Mary, um, I'll pass it on to you just to see what other things would you want to bring up to say these are certain things that in 2022, if it no longer serves you, you should let it go. Um, so here, I'll kind of, I don't want to say a list, but here's some of the things as you were talking, I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. right? First is letting go of the past. The mm-hmm. past is the past. Look forward to the future. They, you know, I can, I can, I can understand that regrets happen, but move on, right? So mm-hmm. like let go of the past because that's something very big in our community. We're holding on to grudges, 20 mm. years, Yange Tongo, like why? You know what I mean? So like, let, let go of that. So let go of the past, move on. Let's just figure out, you can cut them off. If they're not serving you anymore of that relationship, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. cut it off, right? Um, you know, another thing is like, if you're in a relationship, so let's say, you know, that is toxic or whatever, mm-hmm. just leave, mm-hmm. like walk away from that. Um, or um, what's another thing that I'm thinking, let go, especially like for us in our communities, we like to control. Mm-hmm. right like we feel like 
everything we just need to control it but we're not in control god is right so mm -hmm. let go of that control mm -hmm. um and then you know when we spoke earlier i was thinking toxic friends if those friendships are just there for drama and they just drag you and drag you let go of those toxic friendships those are the things that i can think of right wow and How so are i'm you? gonna I'm you had my list, girl. <laughs> oh, really? Well, great. So I'm like, what can I think about? Because I'm just thinking, you know, especially the, the part about, like, you know, letting go of, of the past. Mm -hmm. I feel like people That's a are big just, one. oh, my God. People will say, no, yeah, I've let go. But you didn't. Mm -mm. Because mm -mm. you'll bring it up five years, 10 mm -mm. years, 20 years. Like, letting go is letting go. Right? So I, I think you I, I agree with you. So I think because there's this thing called letting go and then there's this thing called moving on. Right. So sometimes I feel like we move on, but we have not let gone gone of the past. You know mm. what I mean? So it always resurfaces back up. You know, for example, um, I actually wrote down a few things that shows that somebody has not moved on, right? So mm -hmm. uh, an, an example of or a sign that somebody has not moved on was is, is when, um, when they're always wondering what things could be like. Let's say you're ex, right? Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're sometimes always wondering, you know, what it would be like, you know, or what it could have been, right? Or you think about that person constantly or at times when you would rather not, but they pop in your mind all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, another sign they said would be um, if you bring them up when you talk to friends, you always find a way to like slip their name in there and bring something up. Those are signs that you have not moved on, boo-boo. Oh, Lord. You have not. And um, also if you feel this one was a bit um, interesting because it says, if you feel anxious or, you know, get angry when you see them, that means you have not moved on. Um, <laughs> and I know this one, sometimes you would notice it. And it made me think that you would notice it. For example, people, two people are married and they get a divorce, right? Mm -hmm. And so you, the woman, for example, are remarried to somebody else. And mm -hmm. but when your ex, when you see your ex, that anger, that fume is still there, right? Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, you're blaming them or you want revenge. These are signs that you have not moved on. Right. I That's didn't say the them, girl. The, the word, no. the book said it. The book said yeah, it. That's right. So that's if right. these, any of these are you, especially our listeners. Now, let's be real, 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 real. If mm -hmm. this is one of, if this is you, because sometimes I know girlfriends who are married, but they're still talking about their exes. You know, like they still talk about their exes. And so in that sense, would that be something? Um, okay. But my thing is when I when I read this list, when it says um that you feel anxious if you see them. Now, I don't know about that, because if we're gonna be real, real, okay, let me be vulnerable, okay? I have an ex-boyfriend that I thought that I saw him at the um uh at the airport, like mm -hmm. in December, mm -hmm. and I got into a cold sweat. I could not even understand the words that were coming out of my husband's mouth because I was so scared. I'm going to put it all out there. Right. I was so, but the thing is, I was not angry. I was just anxious because I have not seen this person in like, what, 10 years. You know what I mean? And so I'm always, and, 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 and I have to say, maybe there wasn't closure on their end. And I wish that they had that. And so I'm always now feeling that it might, there might be a little bit of, I don't know how, how awkwardness if I ever ran into him. You know what I mean? Like they, it might feel a little awkward. Not that I'm angry or, or, or that, oh, I wish I was with him. Cause I totally, I, I, I'm not feeling that way. Um, but I'm, I'm just anxious that it would be uncomfortable or a little bit weird if we were to bump into each other. So I thought I saw him in, in line at the TSA. Ooh, child. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell no. I know this is not happening. I literally was looking for a place to crawl under. I'm not kidding. Oh wow. Gosh. Because I was like, oh, my God, it's him. It's him. It's him. It's him. It has to be him. And then, you know, trying to look to confirm or to um, be like, oh, no, it's not. 
it took 10 minutes to fully confirm that that was not him. And those 10 minutes were the longest 10 minutes of my life at the airport. And so, so does that mean that I am, I have not moved on? I don't think so. I just, I just go ahead, go ahead. Psychoanalyze me girl. No, no, I, I don't think it, it doesn't mean you haven't moved on. I think because of the lack of closure Mm-hmm. On mm-hmm. his end, you yeah. still feel there's some kind of responsibility there that you're yes. carrying with you. So I think it's normal that you felt anxious. But does okay. it mean you haven't moved on? No, girl, you done been married. That's right. <laughs> been been there. That's right. Like, I don't think it, it means that. Um, I think if you got angry or like, Yanko Parel, like, oh, if it's him, I'm going to tell him this. If it, right. then, okay. Mm-hmm. You might not have moved on, boo-boo. But, yeah. you know, you're anxious and having a cold sweat because it's someone you haven't seen in yeah. so You haven't, you know, an intimate past with because it's yeah. your, you know, your boyfriend, girlfriend. I think that's yeah. normal. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, no. Oh, no. child. I bet, I, you, I, I bet you my husband was like, why is she acting weird? <laughs> I mean, every now and then you're going to see like a blast from the past. And then, especially if they're looking good now, you might just get confused. So, but, (laughs) but doesn't mean any, no, but I'm just saying, like, I'm sure for men too, if they see their ex-girlfriends and they're looking fly as hell, they're like, oh shit, like, Mm -hmm. okay. You know, so, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just natural human, but I don't think your anxiety or you, you know, you're anxious will be like, oh my God, like, oh. You know, hello, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, you're looking good. I acknowledge that. Okay, all right, bye. You know, and you just move on because you've already moved on. But mm-hmm. I think the key thing is really like letting go of that. Mm-hmm. But now, like you said, you know, if you like, you know, st- start thinking about like having fights or this and that. I mm-hmm. mean, what you were saying, and I said, uh huh, because I was watching one of those housewives and, and, and I was just laughing like, okay, this girl really isn't over for, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just about that. Like, you know, I think you definitely have to figure out a way to move on mm-hmm. and don't look back, but doesn't mean that you can't acknowledge when they're in front of you, like, okay, dang, you look good. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's mm-hmm. nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong. Oh, like, oh shit, you look, you look bad. Mm-hmm. You look awful. I mean, this, you know, that's how I look at it. Yeah. And I think that just to piggyback on that, I think it's, it's pretty important if you're in a relationship and you end that relationship, you need to make sure you let go before you move on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because sometimes I have friends, I would say, for example, who once they get out of a relationship, they jump into another relationship. They have not even let go of the baggage and all the stuff that just transpired in their last relationship but they, mm-hmm. they move on to another relationship, but they're still holding on to all of the hurt and all of the um, pain that the last relationship had just caused them. So I think that it, it, it makes sense to make sure that you give yourself some time when you are out of one relationship before you start a second relationship to give yourself some time to heal. Although some wounds, it takes years and years and years for them to kind of heal and like, you know, for you to get over it completely 100%. You know what I mean? But we definitely should give our time ourselves that time for us to heal. And and holding on to grudges, like I was said, that's one of the things that we should let go, you know, and then um, it's quite interesting how I read something about it. And, and what they said is that if you're holding on to a grudge, you know, it just is like you're drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm. Right. Because this grudge is eating you up. And um, and so they're, they're pretty much having a hold on you. And so that's why one of the things to do is to let go of grudges, because it does not serve you. If anything, it brings you negative energy. It brings you down. It you know, it's just it's not good for your mental health. So I don't know if I really have grudges that I hold on to what I do is I have this thing where I I cut people off and and they no longer exist in my mind Mm -hmm. that's usually how I do that I don't hold a grudge and it does not keep me up at night I just Mm -hmm. cut somebody off and and they no longer exist and and that's just how it is and and I think that's a way of 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 getting you know uh, letting go of things or um in your past 
you know, some of the things that they teach you, it would be to to put a physical di- uh, distance between you and that person or you and that thing for a while. And those are one ways to, to get let go of things is to put to do that. And um, yeah, yeah. So I think that I find that to be very helpful. And don't do the blame game, because that's not going to help you get over something or let go of something, you know, so it, don't don't blame yourself or don't keep blaming the other person and just keeping that wound right there where it's still fresh or you're picking at it and repicking at it. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have to accept that the other person may not apologize, people. And that is freeing because sometimes we're holding on to the fact that he did me wrong. So they need to apologize to me for me to move on and have closure. And sometimes that's not going to happen. And we have to come to the realization that and accept that, that they may never apologize to us. Maybe somebody did something to you, a heinous thing to you when you were a kid or even your partner, your spouse did. And you guys are no longer together. The mere fact that you think they need to come back and apologize to you and only then can you move on. That's 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 going to cause some problems for you right it's whole it's a hold that they will have on you and they may not even realize that you're waiting for that apology so accepting that some things are not going to happen like if you know with somebody is also a way to help you maybe heal and move on you know absolutely I wanted to like kind of spin off like a little bit and just talk about, you know, especially within our context, mm-hmm. like our goals and our needs, especially like in the Gambia. And I think we uh, mentioned it earlier or maybe a previous episode where, um, you know, everybody is like keeping up with the Joneses or you have this obligation feeling like you have to have a house in the Gambia or you have to have a land or you have to, you know, purchase something. And so let's say people that live in Europe currently or even in the United States, they feel like, oh, I got to have a little apartment and because I need to start, you know, buying things, um, you know, like bed in a bag or whatever for like 20 years down the line that the bed in a bag is still going to be okay for you to put it on your bed, you know, in your bed. Like it's just, you know, it's the reality. Your goal, your, you know what I mean? Your goals and your needs, they constantly change. So I'll give you an example for myself, right? I went to college in the U.S. I did my four years. And then, you know, during my four years, my sophomore year, I started dating my husband, um, my current husband now at the age of 18. Next thing you know, a few years later, we're married. And, you know, next thing you know, we had children. Next thing you know, we purchased homes. And 24 years later, we're like, oh, crap, we've lived in the U.S., that long for me and for him is almost 28. And so mm-hmm. when we decided to come back, you know, this is what we had to, you know, deal with. Like, okay, now we can purchase a home here and so on and so forth. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, I don't have to have a home in the Gambia. But you have to make sure that your needs are met at the current state that you're in. You can't put this thing because mm-hmm. everybody is engraved this thing in your head that you have to have a house in the Gambia, if you cannot afford it. But if you can, yes. But if you cannot afford it, you can't even afford your regular apartment or electricity bill or your phone bill. You're barely living off your money, the little dollars or, or euros that, you, you, that you're making. All for the namesake or the people calling that, oh, I got a land in Tangi. I got a home here. And these homes are just sitting here collecting dust. And your own kids are probably not even sleep, sleeping in a proper bed. All because you just think that you, this is how you feel like, oh, I've made it kind of a deal. It is wrong. And y'all know yourselves because I know you know. I know, I know some of them, right? Many so of them. Right. Many of Many them. Many of them. Yeah. Many of so them it, keeping up with the Joneses. Called, yeah. It's called the myth of the return. So a lot of um, the immigrant diaspora communities, and it's not just an African thing, trust me, um, they have this mindset. Um, um, as an immigrant, basically mm-hmm. from arrival, that I'm going to go back home. Mm-hmm. So with that idea, you think that I'm here to hustle. Therefore, mm-hmm. you're going to find the cheapest apartment in the cheapest neighborhood. You're going to find the cheapest car. You're going to live a minimalist life in this mm-hmm. country that you're in right now, because you're like, the goal is to make enough money to go mm-hmm. back home and live the fabulous life that I yes. actually want to 
-hmm. Then you wake up, it's been a decade. Then you wake up, it's been two decades. Your mm -hmm. kids were born here. Your kids have adapted to the culture here. Your kids barely can relate to the place that you call home, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in your I am hustling mode, most of the time you're not going on vacations with your children to Disney or um, to other European countries or even visiting the, the different states that are in the U.S. if you're in America mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you're with the mindset that we're living a minimalist life here because we're going to go back home. And mm -hmm. then you go to Home Depot and you are there to just buy some. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, look at that. Sinks are on sale. I'm going to buy a sink for the house that I'm going to build in my country. So you buy a sink. Next time you buy faucets. Next time you buy a bathtub. You keep mm -hmm. buying these things because you think you're going to go home. You actually believe it. But some people, and our Mary, you're talking about the people who got to buy land in Tanji. They got to buy land in Birkama. They've bought land. There's some people who haven't even bought land. They haven't put a foundation. They haven't put fence, but they're living a terrible standard here in this country that you claim to be an immigrant in, you might mm -hmm. even have a citizenship, but you're still with the thought process that you're going to go back home. So the mm -hmm. myth of the return. Guys, mm -hmm. where you are, as our Mary said, is where you need to make the best life possible for yourself. No one is saying don't plan for your return. If you mm -hmm. want to go back home, retire. Or if you can afford it, actually have a savings fund where it's like Gambia home or dream home, put mm -hmm. money in here. We've had millions of stories where people send money to build homes back home. Yep. Their yep. relatives squander the money, their relatives build a home, then move in there themselves. Yep. Their relatives build the home, then sell off the house. So there's a lot of trauma and untrustworthiness when it comes to sending money back home. But then mm -hmm. you can't physically make it back home and oversee the project yourself. So it's like, even when you can't afford it, there's challenges there for you building. But let's not forget that what we're guaranteed is today. Mm -hmm. So live today. Give your children the best experience. Mm -hmm. Give yourself the best experience where you live because you deserve it. Mm -hmm. Because today is what you're guaranteed. Ken Hamut Ilik. Not to say we shouldn't plan for the future, but I completely um, agree with you, Almeri. We need to let go of this idea that I'm going to go home tomorrow. You wake up mm -hmm. 40 years later. You're still here. I'm going to have come to America in their 20s. Mm -hmm. Now they are 70. Nyom nyoy dem di imam, nyom nyoy dem di takatakai, nyom nyoy dem di divorce, divorcee, nyom nyoy dem di naming ceremony, naming ceremony. Like you came here as a young boy. Now you are the pa that is officiating all the traditional ceremonies. Guess what? You haven't gone home. You're still here. Right. So we need to really let go of this idea that because I'm planning for the future of returning home tomorrow, I mm -hmm. have to live like a scavenger here today. Mm -hmm. What do you think, uh, Dr. Definitely, definitely. I agree to I agree with that. You hit you hit the point, the nail right on the head. I agree with that. You know, wherever you are, that's why because the thing is, uh, the way that I live is that tomorrow is not um promised to me. And that's the mindset that I have. And so I live in the moment, or at least I now have gotten to the mindset of that's how I, I, I plan my life is I try to enjoy and live the moment and not worry about, you know, too far in advance. And so you got to live it now, you know, you cannot be living because the thing is, um, unfortunately, while you're saying, okay, I'm going to save, I'm going to go back, you know, I, I'm building a house, this and this, your children are growing up in this environment that you have created here. You know, like Anna said, the minimalist kind of environment, or it might not even be a, a safe environment, or the neighborhood might not be right. Mm -hmm. And so you you subject your children to to that because of your dream of wanting to you know penny pinch just so you can save and then go back and 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 live and live this you know um, dreamy life that you have, you know, which may never come to be. But right. if you look at it your dream of going back home and living this fabulous life may never come to be. And at the same time, you have um, uh, prevented your children from living uh, a really good standard of living here too. So you end up winning or uh, losing on both ends. Your children don't have a really good 
childhood here and then you don't end up going back ever and so what do you have nothing you know what I mean so where you are is where you need to make the best of it for for the time being that you are there you know and then kind of work your way from there but but you know don't don't skip or skimp out on your on your family um where you currently are because you're hoping that something will be sometime you know Mm -hmm. what I mean in the future Mm -hmm. so I agree with that I agree so what do you think about like really changing the people around you so like your friends like toxic friends or toxic family you know like how do you move on from that like how what would you say I think I'll leave that for Anna to come in and (laughs) (laughs) no toxic uh, friends toxic family where you where would you start you know, I think we all come from a little bit of dysfunctional functioning families, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially those of us that live that that come from big families. Um, I've seen that in my family. I've seen that in my husband's family. Um, his extended family, because he comes from a very small, you know, it's him, his sister, his mom, and his dad. Then there's me, six siblings, and I'm not even counting the halves. So like mm-hmm. it's like I feel like the bigger your family, the more complicated mm-hmm. it can get because mm-hmm. you're dealing with so many personalities. Mm-hmm. However, I think we also need to extend grace, especially when it comes to family and mm-hmm. allow each other to grow past what we were known or how we were known for behavior. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we, we hold on to who you mm-hmm. were. And even though you've grown past that, we mm-hmm. don't want to see you as any different. Like, did it Nila Melon? But now, mm-hmm, as a people, mm-hmm. you're different, right? Yeah, You've changed, yeah, learned yeah. certain things. You've evolved. So I think, you know, as family, especially when it comes to family, we have to extend grace to one another. Yeah. And this idea of Congo and like, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. siblings, it's so unfortunate because you live life mm-hmm. and realize at the end of the day, no matter how many family, I um, mean, how many friends you have, when shit hits the fan, excuse my French, mm-hmm. it's always that shows up for you. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to friends, having toxic friends, it's okay if we outgrow our friends. It's mm-hmm. okay if we grow in different directions. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. and it doesn't always have to be a nasty end. Yeah. It could literally just be we grow apart. But when you yeah. see each other, you're able to kiki, have a good time, yeah. laugh, even bring up the past, and then you move on. You're not going to call each other. You're not going to text each other. You're not in, a, in each other's close circle anymore but that's so right so I feel like but then you have those friends who claim to be your best friend and they tell everybody in the world so my best friend Mm -hmm. they sit and they tarnish your name any secret of yours that they know they're putting it out there anything dirty they hear about you they're bringing it back to to you right and you're wondering so what was the discussion that was happening for someone to feel super comfortable to tell you this really nasty thing about me and you bring it back mm-hmm. and more importantly what was your what was your response mm-hmm. friends like that i think you just got to run from them run as mm-hmm. far because they don't have your best interests at heart they do not sometimes it's jealousy and envy Mm-hmm, they want mm-hmm. to be close to you by association. Maybe they're gaining something mm-hmm, by being mm-hmm. Dr. Nafi's friend and they don't mm-hmm. want to lose that thing. But mm-hmm, I think yeah, yeah. as adults, I think mm-hmm. we're able to discern who mm-hmm. are the friends who are genuine and mm-hmm. who are the friends who are just here to catch something. Correct. And when you can do that, I think you owe it to yourself not to betray yourself by staying in relationships like that. You have to say, for me, I have to walk away from this relationship, even if you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's well, what I think about that. I, wow. Yeah. And then, um, Dr. Nafi, I'm even going to spin it because what about not only that, uh, let's say toxic, but toxic with cheating. What? Toxic with cheating and you still stick with it and stick with it and stick with it and you know damn well. And you expect when he gets married, he's going to change. Because literally, like, I think... I've heard like three stories within the past couple months mm-hmm. of people that I know that have been like, no, when we get married, it's going to change. What do you think? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like, like they're in letting a go of that. Let, yeah, they're in a relationship, relationship right now, yeah. mm-hmm. but they're hoping they can change the person or when they yes, get married. Because it's cheating. Yes. See, see, I mean, that's pretty sad because what I say to that, they're, 
they need to know their worth. That's number one. Mm-hmm. If you're say, staying in a relationship that's toxic, but you're hoping that you can change that person or things will change, a mere procedure like a marriage, you know, ceremony does not change a person's personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are who you are. Today we're dating and tomorrow we're married, right? Does mm-hmm. that mean that starting tomorrow, I am a brand new person and pers- have a brand new personality and morals? No, I'm the same person I was yesterday. I just got married today. Mm-hmm. So people need to realize that. And they, there's, there's this thing called you need to know when to exit. You need to do self-reflection and you need to know, gosh, who have I become that I am, I'm, I'm just tolerating all of this. It goes back to self-worth and what you think of yourself. Because sometimes when we take certain things, right, from people, you have to ask yourself, what is your self-worth and why are you taking this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure if there's a financial um, status there that the person does not what would lose to gain uh, would would uh, you know would lose if they leave this person, and so you, you these are just things that you need to do self reflection on and ask yourself the situation right if you're not feeling good or if this person cheats on you or makes you feel bad um, what's the point of staying there and what makes you think we need to let go of this idea that we can change somebody or they will change once we get married to them. We need to let mm-hmm. go of that because that's not true. We all know that. We all know that. The boyfriends we had in our husbands is still the same person we have. Marriage did mm-hmm. not change them. Maybe it gave them more responsibility. But mm-hmm. as far as their morals and, and who they are as a person, you know, how they interact with you, that's not going to change. You know, so, and that's so my now, take on it. So now I'm going to ask, uh, what about Anna? So here here I am just asking all the questions because I wanted to hear from <laughs> you. But here I'm going to ask Anna, what about keeping up with the Joneses? See, this one is, this one is one that just, ooh, it gets to me because I feel like, especially for us Senegambians, mm-hmm. we are so hung up on the fake mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. We spend so much money on expensive bags, expensive trips, mm-hmm. on fake hair, expensive fake hair. Mm-hmm. Now we've extended to doing surgeries, like augmenting our bodies. So now we're doing the boob job, we're doing the BBLs, we're doing the tummy tuck, we're doing the Brazilian butt, all of that. We have Range Rovers, we're driving Porsche Cayennes, all of it. And if you go and look in the bank account of the person that's holding the $4,000 bag. I promise mm-hmm. you there's $4,000 in their checking account, not in their savings account, not in their investment account, and definitely not in the emergency fund account. So I think it's important. And this is, this is just coming from a gentle, real place, not to shame anyone, but to say, it's okay to let go of the idea of trying to keep up with everybody else. Do what's real in your life. Like, and also there's this thing called delayed gratification. Just because everyone is holding a Chanel bag today, that's okay. Mm -hmm. If you're building on your business, if you're Mm -hmm. putting money in your investment, that's going to pay you later. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow, when the Chanel bag is out of style, right? Mm -hmm. The long Mm -hmm. weave is now old and off. The car, you've been driving it for 10 years or maybe your sugar daddy has now taken it back, Mm -hmm. right? Or Mm -hmm. if it's the guy, You've been driving around in your Range Rover and now you can't keep up with your car note anymore. So they've repoed your car. But you, who at the time were driving your Honda or mm-hmm. your Camry, but now in your mid-40s or in your 50s or in your 60s, you're able to have your beautiful home by the water. You're able to have it beautifully furnished. You're able to have a nice, solid car. You have mm-hmm. money in your account. You're not hustling and struggling for nothing. Now they're in their old age, all the money they were working for in their earning years, they mm-hmm. were wearing it. Yanko mm-hmm. Solsi Gucci, LV, Yanko sure. Solsi YSL. You're, literally, you're wearing what you're working instead of investing it. And now right. in your old age, you're going to rent a house. You're going to go back to your parents' house. You're looking if your children can take you in. We need to <laughs> do better. We need to take care of us today, yes. Nobody's saying don't live in luxury if you can afford it. 
But when it's all you live mm-hmm. for, if you're not preparing for your mm-hmm. old self or for your future self, you're doing a disservice to that mm-hmm. future person. Mm-hmm. You know, I call my, my, my old self, I call her Anne. And I'm going <laughs> to make sure that Anne is going to live a good life. That's so right. Anna right now is not going to be balling so hard that tomorrow Anne is going to suffer. I don't want that. So while we're in this space of, hey, it's semester season. Everybody's got to come with their red bottoms. Everybody got to fly to Gambia in first class. And not only should you fly to Gambia in first class, you got to make sure you take a picture. Because guess what? If you don't take a picture, it didn't happen. If it's not right. on the ground, if nobody sees it, did it happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You got to take a video of you eating your first class meal. You got to make sure that you show us every outfit. Your two piece bathing suit to your cover up to the outfits you wear to listen. Keeping up with the Joneses, sometimes all it does is keep us poor. And Mm -hmm. we got to get out of that poor mentality. Mm -hmm. That's how I think about that, Almeri. That's right. It's called flexing, girls. I agree. It's what it is. I agree. I agree. So portraying something you don't have. That's what that's what that is. Wait, uh, hold on. <laughs> I have I have one that I want to bring up that I would love, especially for my ladies mm-hmm. to listen yeah. to. 2022. Mm-hmm. I want us to stop faking orgasms. <gasps> let me let me tell you why. Let me tell you why in 2022. No woman should be faking orgasms. Number one. 100% you're, agree. You're dating mm-hmm. and you're faking orgasms, you're setting yourself up. Because in the marriage, there'll be no orgasms either, my sister. So if today he's doing a bad job and you're over there doing the, your best Oscar-worthy performance to make him feel like he did something when mm-hmm. he actually didn't, this, you're talking about the rest of your life here or however long your marriage is going to be. Right. So mm-hmm. set yourself up. Mm-hmm. If your man doesn't know how to get you to that place where you're able to orgasm, you've got to teach him. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to also have a harder time achieving a real orgasm if you keep faking it. Mm-hmm. Number two, mm-hmm. you'll feel disconnected from your partner. And at some point, your partner's going to know that you're faking it and your partner will feel like they can't trust you. Mm-hmm. So you got to mm-hmm. make sure that in 2022... Please, ladies, stop faking orgasms. Mm-hmm. Tell your man, and it's okay. If you're mm-hmm. not enjoying your sex, it's okay to say stop because it gives you the time and the, and the chance to just talk about the sex, mm-hmm. negotiate what you want. So you both get to have a realistic expectation of what do you want? What do you like? What makes you come? What makes me come? Let's do that. I know too many marriages where women will tell you, I just fake my orgasms all the time. And then when I'm done, I go pay with myself. Yes, yes. What is the use of your husband and your boyfriend and your situationship and your side dude and whoever, whatever you're in, let's get comfortable with talking about what makes us climax, mm-hmm. communicate that to our partners instead of faking. 2022, mm-hmm. hashtag, no more faking orgasms. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I must come in right quick just to say something. And I think that's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing that you're not supposed to be vocal in saying uh-huh. things that you like sexually. That's our culture. So most women, even though they're not getting satisfied, they will not vocalize it to their husbands because that would mean yo danga loose, yo chaganga. You don't know too much. Mm-hmm. So they don't say it. They don't vocalize it. So what, what's the right thing to do in their minds is to keep faking it. That way they think that they're doing a good job mm. and you are not, you know, threading in dangerous territories of having to tell your man that he's not satisfying you sexually. Right. And, right. And, and I think it's a cultural thing. We're not comfortable in discussing that with our partners. I mean, you would be married to somebody and they can see you naked every night, but you still don't feel comfortable having a conversation. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. something that we need to talk about. Most people are not. They're not comfortable talking to their husbands in Gambia about sexual things or things they would need differently. Mm -hmm. 
You're you right. You're That's right. the truth. And, mm-hmm. and if you don't want it to come out from left field, like you've never really talked about what you like in bed. Now, all of a sudden you're like, mm, I would like this, or I would like you to do this softer or don't yeah. be so. Then maybe the best approach is to give, like come at it slowly, you know, like yeah. don't just, you know, start a conversation that's going to make the both of you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but maybe at dinner or at somewhere, talk about something he does that you like. Mm -hmm. And then let that lead into him doing more of the things that you like and asking Mm -hmm. him, what does he like that you do? Mm -hmm. And so starting from a positive place and then you're able to talk about, "Hmm, you know, I don't like, like when you finger me really hard, I don't like it. Like, I feel like my clit's about to be on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Or perhaps you may need to cut the nails. (laughs) Something. Your nails are scratching me. It's leaving my Well, I mean, look, I mean, Anna. For, first of all, I think, I think, I think that just covered it for me, especially 40. What was it? 40 or being 40 and fabulous or whatever we had. Yeah. yeah. That is, you know, again, like you can't be faking orgasm. Come on. It's 2022. But people do. Like, people do. Like you just can't do that because I mean, okay. Maybe when you were younger, you're trying to like impress the guy. Yeah. 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 But come on. Like mm-hmm. when you're older. Mm-hmm. No, no, there was nothing good about this. Like, let's keep it real, you know. Um, you you definitely covered that. Like, all that is part part of letting go of things that don't serve you anymore. That mm-hmm. doesn't serve you, family. That don't mm-hmm. serve you. Like mm-hmm. sex that don't serve you, right? Mm-hmm. I had a friend, um, you know, back in the day who would sleep with the husband, and just pulls out her dildo when the when that's done because couldn't you know just didn't get and and part of it too is it's really not understanding your body as well as women so they don't even know like what to explain to the guy like how they like certain things because they themselves don't even know their bodies Mm -hmm. right because it's so much you know such a stigma like you can be taking a mirror and looking or even knowing like different positions like you said Mm -hmm. Dr. Nafi like culturally they're like oh you don't want to appear like a slut you know what you're Mm -hmm. doing maybe i want it on the top on the side Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. like you need to find out how you really have the climax Mm -hmm. and um so culturally i think that's different but you know that's that's all part of that's why we're having this discussion it's really how do you try to let go of because we hold on to so many things like baggage no wonder so many people are not happy they're stressed out you know, you, you see it with just day to day, they have insomnia and so on, because there's so much baggage. Mm-hmm. So let go, let's move on. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how I look at it, unless you guys look at it. It's like, how can I just drop the baggage? I know sometimes it's really difficult, especially. It's, hard. it's really hard. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, sex and all that. Okay, great. Those are easy, right? But I think the ones that are really difficult is letting go family. Yes. Family, family is really, yeah. really difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's family. But, you know, these families are just toxic. Mm-hmm. And they come around and they're toxic and they come around and talk. And no matter what, but, you know, you just love them, you know? So how can you really love from a distance and be mm-hmm. like, I just got to move on? I think those, is like, friends sometimes a bit difficult, but you can move on, right? Because, mm-hmm. again, like I always say, the friendship it's like a bus, right? So sometimes it's just a bus stop. You got to get off. Mm-hmm. And some people continue with the journey and they become like, you know, lifetime friends. And others, it was just their time. They serve just for that particular period and mm-hmm. particular purpose. And that's it. Like, doesn't mean that you don't like the person. It's just that you just got nothing else. There's nothing mm-hmm. else in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, and, yeah, you just, yeah, that's it. Like, you know you can't you can't go anymore like you know and so i think all that is they're all like all the things that we mentioned today they're very Mm -hmm. difficult Mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day we really just have to look in deep Mm -hmm. you know to say like we just gotta cut you know whether it's expenditures like you know uh, like anna you mentioned or you know other things that are you know they're toxic and for me it's not like just letting go but letting go of things that are toxic Mm You know, that's really, really important because it just adds no value to you and your life, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. agree. 
That's amazing, guys. This was this was fun. This was fun. <laughs> I got a few laughs, Anna. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Anna. You know, Anna had to just come into it. She always like, comes okay. through. <laughs> always comes through with with that. So I'm and I'm and you know what? It was such a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a biggie. Yeah. That was a biggie because yeah. people tiptoe around that one. You know, yeah. where yeah. Yeah. you know you're you're not satisfied, but you don't really say anything, and 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 because it also you gotta see. I and I think this is for our men too. They need to be able to receive these types of things because imagine telling your husband in Gambia that, uh, like it's not working out for me. That's a huge ego to, you know, blow to their ego. And mm. the, what is the first thing they do? They will react based on what you tell them, because all of a sudden now they're internalizing it to mean mm-hmm. that you're criticizing them when it's mm-hmm. not that it's just you, you all need to work things out to know what works for both of you. It's not a criticism. It's just uh, uh, an analysis of, of the situation that needs to be fixed. So mm-hmm. that also, you know, our men folk need to be, um, you know, that's one thing they should let go of is the ego where you don't want to be, you know, um, analyzed or you don't want your partner to tell you what does not work for them because that causes a block, uh, a, bar- a barrier in, in the communication system where mm-hmm. one person does not want to hear it if it's negative or if it's something that's about them. And so you feel a little anxious to even bring it up. Or you don't want to bring it up. So what do you do? You keep on faking because it makes the relationship work and everybody's fine. But you mm-hmm. truly are. You truly are not fine. So we yeah. need to, you know, get the get that little bit of 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 um, oomph, you know, uh, in 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 an intelli- in being able to speak our truth and tell whoever or whatever we need to get rid of out of our lives. You just have to have that conversation. It might be a person. It might be a thing, uh, and it might be just you know self um, criticism sometimes we need to get rid of sometimes people you know we can be a little tough and hard on ourselves as as well so those are things we need to let go of because it's not good to do that you got to give yourself grace you got to allow yourself to have your moments mm-hmm. and uh, and don't be too hard on yourself so I, I think that that's my um uh you know departing message is just you know don't be too hard on yourself Awesome. All right, ladies. This was short and fun. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, Till right, next see. time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.